Sitar's World of Gaelic Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 26th of February. Thanks to Frank Tynan for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today. Frank will be back again on Wednesday for another great show and we'll be looking forward to that with the Kilkenny People Review. Coming up on tonight's show we'll be looking back at Kilkenny's victory over Offaly. We'll be talking Camogie with Eve Lennigan and I'll be running down through all the handball news and what was a very busy weekend for Kilkenny juveniles and also the USHA Collegiate Championships were taking place over in Minneapolis. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on our taxback.com line in 086 353 7782. That's the Clune Tech Company, or you can phone us in on 056 77 or you can message us on WhatsApp on 087 1887. As always, I'm joined by Nikki Brennan, Pat Tracy, and Eamon Butler. Good evening, lads. Hello, Kieran. Um, Eamon, what were you, you were in the Nolan Park there yesterday. What were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, well, sure, I suppose the game of two halves really here on yesterday, you know what I mean? Like, um, if you're looking at the second half, positive for Kenny, we would have outscored 10 points to one between the 35th minute and the 46th minute, like, you know, and the way we were going in at half time, I think we only had eight points on the board. And, you know, awfully bought the intensity to Kenny and the boss again to Kenny. And um, I suppose just the, the breeze around Nolan Park, kind of see it in, in the goal that obviously were sent into in the second half, and the goal that Kenny fell into the first half, but the ways we hit that, like, you know, so. I suppose Adrian Mullen was the main man, six points against today yesterday, so um, you know, that's two two games in a row now and again in the Cork game as well, he really um let like so you'd be happy We're just losing you a small bit there, Raymond. We'll come back to you there. Um Yeah, no matter if you're not. Pat you were in the you were in Owen Park yesterday as well. What were your thoughts on it? Um, yeah. Well uh, I thought that uh, you know the opening 10 minutes look we drove five wides and they kind of scored five points and then we hit another couple of wides and it kind of soaked a bit of the the confidence out of the lads and uh, um, you know it energised uh, the, the, the Offaly lads and uh, Offaly were you know well worth their their, their lead and uh, came out looked second half different attitude three points in the opening couple of minutes and kind of set them on their way and uh, the, you know they always looked like they were going to win it from there first half they'll you know they'll, they'll just have to uh, um, maybe you know, look at it and and and, uh, and see that that doesn't happen again. And I suppose the the thing about it is, you know, trying to get that full seventy minutes out of the team is the thing at the moment. But they're probably doing heavy training. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And um, Nikki, just in your interview with Derek Ling afterwards, you're just asking the question about the switch of Derek Harkin and Michael Carey and. Derek felt he was just with the way the ball was breaking and that that Michael would have been more suited to that role in the centre back. Yeah, well, I, I, I no great, no great, um, you know, mystery in asking the question. I wasn't trying to get at anything at all. I was just curious, trying to think. I think one of the issues that Dara probably uh, when he was playing centre back, he's a habit of coming forward, which is good in one way, but he probably, as he did against Cork, he'd probably as well as not to be the guy who's going to take the pot shot. He should give it to somebody who's maybe better to do that. But Dara Cork will be an important part of this Kilkenny team, and so will Michael Carey. Mike is still building up the fitness levels, and at, at the end of the day, look, whether I don't. No, Mikey is probably not going to be the natural centre back. He has so much energy and he's probably more suited to midfield in time. But I, I don't have any problem with Derek trying things around. I mean, these are the days to try things yeah, around exactly. and see how it yeah. works out. So I, there was no there was no ulterior motive in, in asking the question, but just uh, trying to probe see what was there in that. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, Eamon, anyone catch your eye? Uh, Barry, Remullen, I know, but anyone else stand up for you? 
I would, I suppose, look at you if you look for an impact off the bench, Kieran. Like, and you know, Walter Welsh came on did well there in the first half and went off injured. And you know, you'd be hoping it's not too serious with the injury. And Timmy Clifford came on then added point. So did um, David Bla- um, Kevin Blanchfield as well. You know what I mean? So you'd be happy with that as a, as, a, as, a, as an impact from the bench. And then obviously Mosley, you know, very impressed with the likes of Charlie Mitchell there yesterday and um, Adam Screeny as well, Kieran. You know, the first touch he had was unbelievable there yesterday when you just see the ball coming in from the half-back lane he could nearly kill dead on the hurl like, you know, he's just a, a joy to watch and um, it was great to see because Manny Kilkenny supporters he'd be talking about yesterday about who's going to be you know, playing for Offaly a lot of them were saying they were disappointed that Adam Screeny was named on the subs and all the rest and then when he was starting before the you know before the throw-in like, so it was good to see um, so good Offaly are a coming team they're probably a bit away yet uh, as Michael Verney would have alluded to with Liam there the other day you know probably another year or two down the lane or a couple of years but it's great to see him back competing as well and um you know, they gave Kilkenny plenty of it in the first half, but like you say, there's two points on offer yesterday, and we got the two points, so we have a week off now, and then we're playing Clare and Ennis then on the centre mark, so that'll be, a, that'll be another tough game. Yeah, and look, historically, um, Ennis is a hard place to get a win, but it's it's probably a good fixture for, for this Kilkenny team, you know, to go down and test ourselves there, you know, after beating Cork and Parky Cueve, obviously the draw against Wexford the first day, then we bet Offaly and Nolan Park are progressing on nicely there now, and uh, be a good test down in Clare. Definitely, Kieran. Look, six points on offer so far. We have five. You know what I mean? Unbeaten. A draw and two wins. And, um, you know, Wexford and Clare, then had a, I think they had a draw. Did they have a lovely weekend? draw, yeah. One thirteen you know, to 16, so, like, yeah. Definitely going to be fierce tight. And, um, but like you said, going out to Ennis, it's never easy. And we've, we've had a good couple of battles down there in the league in, in the last couple of um, the last couple of uh, years and that. Like, so, you'll be looking forward to going down there again now and testing ourselves. But, um, you know, it won't be easy, that's for sure. But uh, like we said, the whole thing with this year's league is finishing the top top three and make sure you're in the, the main division for next year. Yeah, and where we are, look, we're sitting at the top of the table, Eamon. Um, obviously, the, with, with Clare away and then followed by another away game down in Welsh Park against Waterford. So it'd be important if we can to get at least two points from both those games. Oh, definitely, Kieran. And you can see with, you know, Waterford coming up unstuck then the weekend as well and Clare turning them over you know so Davey will have them coming there I suppose for a couple of weeks time and that's on St. Patrick's weekend like so that'll be you know it'll be another tough game and um, that's what you want as a hurling supporter as well to be able to go to all these matches and it's great to be able to be out and about and going to the games and um, but definitely yesterday you know if you were to it's just a game of two halves and looking back at it you know it was just one of those games and looking at the end of the day get the result and that's what we did so you can't complain too much no, exactly. And just on Watford, Evan, I know you'd be keeping a close eye on him there. Uh, obviously, giving teams kind of a head start and then clawing them back. And yesterday, maybe just gave to Cork too much of a lead and then eventually, you know, Cork could up the gears again. Yeah, well, sure. Like we know from our own experience, there was a couple of weeks ago down in, in Parky Queen, like when, when you play Cork, they'll always hit a, hit a hot streak. And it's when they hit that hot streak. And, and if you give them a chance to come back into a game, and like we always say, once Cork build momentum, they're one of the hardest teams to stop. And, like if you give Cork a head start, you know you're you're fighting uphill battle straight away, and that's something that Walter did do at the weekend, and, and and I'm sure they'll be disappointed with that. But you know, this was still a close game in the end, and it was competitive. But like obviously, given given Cork that head start, you know it it, it probably swung the result in Cork's favour, really. Yeah, especially with the you know the, to have that pace and speed, and the forwards that are able to take scores if you give them space. So at that stage of the game, you know, it, um, it really it made a difference in the end. But, um, Eamon, like, 
I suppose the worrying thing for Kilkenny is, you know, uh, Walter Welsh picked up an injury there. Looks like a grain injury, according to Derek, just when Nicky was talking to him yesterday. But um, I suppose if it's a time to get it, now is the time um, with two league games left. But, you know, a good bit out from the championship yet. Yeah, it's a good bit out, Jess Kieran. Ah, look, we have a couple of knocks, and like I said, now is the time to get them if you are going to get a few knocks and that. Like, and I suppose the likes of Stephen Donnelly as well, I think, picked up a knock and trend there last week, so he wasn't involved then on, on, on Sunday. And that was disappointing as well, like, from his point of view, you know. But look at when when one player gets injured, opportunity knocks for somebody else, so there'll be a chance there now for someone else to take a claim in the next couple of games and put their hand up, and that's why they're all in around the panel. Like, you know, everyone wants to, some players will be there pushing for a starting place, others will be there trying to get onto the bench. And, their first year in and trying to take a claim and, and to be worthy of their place on the panel and no doubt could be caught again in a couple of weeks so they want to be the, you know they want to be men on the panel for the for the rest of the year. Oh, definitely and like you said, I mean there, you know there is there is a panel growing there as well. You know even off the bench yesterday you had say Mossy Keown coming in. You said mentioned Timmy Clifford. You know had an impact there getting a score. Or Kevin Blanchfield, Parik Milan. Then you still have have um, Paddy Deegan to come back there as well. You know TJ. Richie Reid as well so look there's there's definitely competition for places 100% you're on you know there's places up for grabs and um, like that's what you want at this, at this this time of year you want things to be competitive and you know you, you wouldn't if, if any 15 was settled already you'd be disappointed at this time of year yeah no 100% right Eamon we, we'll let you go there I know you're, you're on the road but uh, thanks a million for taking the time out to join us this evening and we'll touch base with you next Monday night again no matter if you're on the ball talk to you thanks mate Thanks, Eamon. That was Eamon. Butler there, as always, joining us on the Monday. Um, if he's not in the studio, he will get me in the car. But, um, Nicky, uh, you were just in the interview with Derek there yesterday as well. He was just couldn't really understand how Kilkenny started so slowly. He was saying the team is training very, very well. You know, everything, preparation and all is going well. And he, he sounded a bit disappointed. Uh, he was. Well, sure, you'd have to be disappointed. I mean... I was obviously up in the press area and you could hear the uh, Kilkenny supporters were very irate in the first half and uh, were being critical. Now, I think Pat summarised it well there. We, we hit a few wides and then Offaly got a bit of momentum. But overall, I thought the Offaly work rate was just that much better in the first half anyway. The wind was, of course, a factor. None more so than when a quick puck out from Mark Troy to Killian Kiley at the edge of the D and he just landed over the bar. Now, he's a long puck champion, so give him the wind and he'll land it wherever. But we weren't, we weren't going well at that stage anyway. You know, I know there was a bit of an, maybe some our supports were a little bit annoyed at times of some of the refereeing decisions, but I think that's clutching at straws. I think we were struggling and we weren't getting into the game and we weren't just putting in the work. And um, every ball, weren't we? Yeah, yeah and, and I thought, look, they probably had to hold the second half for five or six minutes, just steady it. But within two or two and a half, I think the six points was three points, and the, the momentum was completely taken, gone towards Kilkenny at that stage. And talking to Johnny Kelly after the match, and even off away from the interview at all I mean he saw that as crucial if they had to hold it for five minutes or so or six minutes after half time they might have just settled again he knew they were up again with the breeze anyway uh, but he was disappointed at how quickly they let Kilkenny get back in now at that stage they had lost Gillian Kiley and um, he was a big lost part wasn't he the centre back he was uh, I'd like to have seen him against the wind you Fair see point, whereas yeah. uh, uh, when playing with the wind uh, um, Keane Kenny was able to work off him and picked up a sheer ball but I think the big fault that Kilkenny had in the first half and uh, hitting the wides was that they were probably taking the shots from too far out the field into the wind uh, that they needed to get in another 10-15 yards before they had the shot who took the shot and hit the post and landed in the square there and uh, could have gone anywhere yeah. was that a Kilkenny shot was it a roughly shot the, the, oh there was a Kilkenny one that hit 
yeah. the post and came down the, the awfully back uh, got onto it but the way I, I, I just uh, you know I thought that but the, then the whole uh, like the momentum was with awfully and uh, nearly anything they were hitting was going over the bar uh, I'm, I'm not sure if they had, they had a, hardly any wides in the first half but they had difficulty enough in the second half when they were shooting again into into the the, the Lachlan's end so but uh, look the, there's Kilkenny were trying players you're doing that and so the balance of your team mightn't be as good as you'd like so uh, you know when you're taking on the likes of Clare now and, and uh, you'll be taking on Watford uh, there'll probably be less risk taken uh, with players than that you know so we'll, we'll see how it goes yeah no definitely and Pat uh, like it's great to be going down tennis now you know we normally have great battles down there over the years you know it's always a brilliant atmosphere down in Ennis yeah. and there's always a huge kick any crowd goes down that's right and uh, you know the pitch lends itself to um, um, a physical encounter and uh, you know you'd be, be looking forward to that and uh, Clare have uh, good strong players there um, Tony Kelly and those mightn't be playing but uh, they're, they're, they're very uh, they're, they're, they're still well equipped yeah they're growing and, a nice panel aren't they oh they are yeah, yeah and I'm watching that chap Crotty he's a lad now that caught my eye not lad I think it was a two years ago and he, came, he was playing the league and seemed to disappear altogether last year but I think that led us the makings of, you know of a nice good wing player, forward yeah. midfield he was yeah. under 20 last year Pat yeah, yeah. He's, he's a work he's a, he's a work in progress that lad and uh, you know the, the so it'll be it'll be a, a great battle and it'll be well worth a, a, a great test and we'll see where, where things are going yeah and they have that chap coming the corner back as well uh, his first name is Gaius his second name is Hogan Adam Hogan Marshall, yeah, yeah Adam Hogan he mm. marshals Mark Rogers there in the in the in, in the collegiate final, yeah, so, yeah, you know the Fitzgibbon Cup final, yeah, right. and having an exciting forward or two as I well, do, you see, you know, keep Ed McCarthy fit yeah, as well, yeah. you know, he's but he look, there, I think their biggest situation coming into the the, the championship will be who's going to play centre back, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they seem to have they had John. Connell wing back there last week and he was centre yeah. back yesterday yeah, so, yeah, so you know yeah, whether he can mm. keep it going or not there I don't know I think it's a fair point you're making but they won't have Tony Kelly or Shane O'Donnell back until the championship the early so no they're too serious they were going well though they'd be worth a lot to them yeah, and that's the area that awfully have to or clear of to start out is their backs because they've been they've been good enough it's just conceding uh, maybe at the wrong time in games what's after costing the last couple of years you know and it might be no harm either you know that the likes of Shane O'Donnell aren't, or oh, yeah. Tony Kelly aren't in the the, the, the league at the moment because yeah. it gives other lads a chance to stand up yeah, and maybe find yeah. a few positions mm. you know so it'll be interesting we have a text in here it says the enjoyment of going to watch Kilkenny especially Nolan Park has been taken over the constant moaning of fans when a player misplaced a pass or when a wide was shot this type of murmur makes it way on the pitch and has to have an impact on the players this time of the year it's about building up the fitness and implementing patterns of play that will stand to us in the summer people need to cut the players and management slack and also a patch respect to the opposition awfully were decent they were I said they were decent before the game not, uh, not at all uh, uh, yesterday they were, they were decent and they have, uh, they have an, uh, some nice forwards that will be even better when the ground gets uh, when there's a, a hop in the ball 
mm. you know that they, they they have a they have a nice uh, they have a nice, nice team blend, yeah. a nice blend coming on yeah yeah, I know Johnny now, and he's working well with him. I asked him again, a bit on the air, but more privately afterwards. You know, I was happy to let her go, and he was fierce disappointed that they let the initiative go so quickly in the second half, because he mm-hmm. felt had it. See, they fair character as well. I mean, when Kenny were really on momentum after Ron Cody's goal, you know, you'd expect Galway, or sorry, Offaly to throw in the towel, but they didn't. They came back, and they got a goal through Charlie Mitchell, and they added another pint or two. So they were still battling at the end. So, look, if, if, they, can, if they can move on from this... Uh, clearly, they're they're not up with the stronger counties yet, but they have a they have a decent chance now. They're that's going to help them now. Now they won't be in the, um, the Leinster Championship, of course, this year. Uh, so they simply have to go and win the Joe McDonough and at least show that they're capable of doing that. If they can do that, uh, while it might be the second year competition, but they have to do that to show that they're making progress. And they could be under a bit of pressure too, Kieran, at the moment. They're last in the, in the in one A mm. now. It would appear at the at Sing Stand. Now look at it. You, you, at the moment, um, Antrim are bottom in one uh, B. So, my understanding, and Pat, you can correct me here, that the teams that are in two A, the winner there at the moment, that's Carlo in the pole position. They would get promoted, or the winner of that league would get promoted into the second tier competition, and probably the two bottom teams in one A and one B would play off to go back down to two A. Am I reading that right? Mm, I'm not sure. I, I I was thinking that maybe the bottom teams in the two two top divisions this year would go into the second, as in. So there would be there would be two promoted from two A. Yeah, and would go into the second tier. Yeah, and the two from the bottom in each of the one A and one B would go down to two A. No, that that's uh, we'd say the <laughs> the the elite teams that are going to be in the seven next year. Well, they're going to be the top three in each group, yeah, plus the best of the up, the best of the fourth place team. Yeah, and the bottom ones then in the in the two top divisions will may start to make up the next division. Not the way. Okay, okay, and and maybe two that come up. Okay, sorry, I know what you mean now. Yeah, yeah, okay. But one way or the other, look, awfully, uh, are, will they won't make the top tier in the league next year, but at least the second tier at the moment. If you were looking at the second tier at the moment, you would be looking at. Um, Definitely Offaly, Westmead, Antrim, and one of Dublin or Cork. Now, but look, Cork are likely to pick up more points, so that's that's where. The, so the seven as of today, well, six would be would be Kilkenny, Clare, Wexford, Limerick, Tip, and Galway. It's mm. going to make next year's league very tasty from a from a Division One A point of view, and then at the moment under Cork or Dublin, but that can obviously change very much over the next two uh, rounds. Mm. Yeah, it'll be in- it'll be interesting, all right. Looking at it, and yeah, I suppose we have two tough games coming as well. So we we need to be winning one of those. Yeah, know, at least to be. Yeah, if we want, if we, yeah, if we got one of those, I think we're 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 a certainty to be in the uh, top three, and so guarantee Division One A hurling next year. Uh, whether that would wouldn't be in probably wouldn't be enough. We'd be on seven. Well, if we were to beat Clare, we'd be on. We'd go seven, and they'd go five. So that would could be putting us in a good position to make a, a league um, league semi final spot. I'd say you know. So it'll look. There's a there's a little bit to go yet in it, and yeah. I'd say Kilkenny probably ideally would probably wouldn't mind staying in the league as long as possible, and then maybe playing somebody from a monster team. Which would be fine as long as they don't play a Leinster team, you know, and our Galway, of course, they're Leinster now for all intents and purposes. 
it'll be yeah no look it'll be interesting couple of weeks ahead anyway you know yeah. two big games for Kilkenny and Pat just a final thing we say before we go to the break the one thing about Offaly you'd have to give them credit for is they're actually going having a right good cut at these games you know they went against Wexford I know Wexford went down to 13 men but still Offaly you know they yeah really Offaly were good, good enough at. yeah they were good enough to win that day mm. uh, and uh, you know the, that was a real disappointment for them that they didn't and uh, you'd be disappointed for your, yourself on the day uh, because they hurled well enough to win it and uh, and that you know and you know the, as I say they hurled well enough in the first half yesterday uh, as Johnny Kelly was saying when, you, when that happens and you're facing into the wind to make a real battle of it you have to hold the first 10 minutes and just to say that you're you're going to you're going to bring it right down but it, it just probably a bit of inexperience just and, and maybe a, a, an injury or two that they had just cost them yesterday but uh, again but at the end of the day they have to win the, the Joe McDonald Cup that's the Definitely. priority yeah. whatever else happens yeah, yeah. 100% okay right James after the break where we'll be talking Camogie with Aoife Lennigan Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back as always on a Monday. We're joined in the studio by Aoife Lanigan. Good evening, Aoife. Good evening, Kieran. Aoife, hectic weekend of Camogie action there and uh, we'll start off with success for Loretto in the All-Ireland final up in Rathdowney. Yeah, um, they started off well uh, in midfield. Sarah Kyo, um, very fast little player, um, started off with a great point played in by Kriva Kermurta and then you looked at it, rated down and got a free then after two minutes. Gorslein uh, tried to do everything, trying to clear ball, but kind of were fumbling and trying to get it out. And then Lucy Purcell made it uh, two points to one and uh, Loretta kind of took over after that. And then by the 15th minute, we're leading one six to a point after scores kind of rated down with points and 45s. Uh, from play and free and then uh, Tara McGrath scoring, scoring a goal after uh, the rebound came off the goalkeeper when uh, Kira Dunn took a rasper of a shot uh, Arsling or Cueva Stakelham who had won uh, the who we talked about last week being player the the, the game in the um, once championship in the minor the week before before like uh, if she'd been played in the Lamore, I think Lorsha might have been uh, um, kind of stuck but no they, they didn't play much ball into her and then when they were trying to score freeze the, the wind kind of dictated an awful lot in both halves we could, could say a game of two halves but uh, coming up to half time then uh, kind of Loretta were winning 1-8 at the 4 you were thinking yeah it's looking safe at the moment uh, Loretta were their defence were unbe- unbelievable Ursuline couldn't get through um, shots that they were getting in uh, Ali Kendi in goal was making sure they were coming out and so um, Orlith, Orlith Kirwan was very good in the first half uh, like um, Anna Dahani won player of the game but uh, like the whole the whole six backs including Ali could have got it or the, any of the players a lot of people said the goalkeeper goalkeeper for Ursuline uh, Orla Ryan was outstanding as well with a lot of uh, saves she made and into the second half 30 seconds into it Rachel Dowland then pointed from play and you were thinking right it's uh, 1-9-4 uh, it's gonna, going to continue on and all of a sudden over three minutes Ursuline kind of got a, a lifeline um, Eva Bavins who had been Trying her best the whole time to get to get in, got a point and then got a goal. Uh, kind of a, it dribbled in after uh, Maria Ralph had taken a shot at, at goal. Uh, kind of dribbled to the side to the goal line. Ali tried to get back, but um, she'd come off her line to try and tight the angle from Maria Ralph to score. And uh, Eva Beavens was just on the corner of the post then to tap it in. So then you're looking one nine to one five, thinking hopefully. 
He won't get back any further than Cueve Care Marshall got in for a lovely pint off her left side. And we think, right, still five pints in it or looking good. But then again, Ursuline came back again. Cueve Slayton got a free from a pint. Evie Bavins got in. What a rasper of a shot. No one could have stopped that rocket that passed Ali. Uh, but then you're looking at a pint in at 110 to 26. 20 minutes plus, whatever the ref was going to play, you're thinking Ursuline were going to have the upper hand, had the momentum with him. But for just Loretto, they didn't, they didn't panic. They settled. Um, after that goal going in, that actually was Ursuline's last point, uh, last score of the game. So Loretto scored one four from the next um, plays um, from that goal going in. As I said, Loretto settled. Uh, they got a sideline and it went up. And uh, Richard Dunn played in Quiver Carmorta uh, between herself and and Kira Dunn, but. Um, Cueva Kerr was, was upended anyway and it was right in front of the post so she scored that free and then it was 2.45s after that and then Kira Dunn four or five chances she got to score goals unfortunately didn't and I said as I said in commentary on Saturday to um, Liam Kelly O'Rourke I said she's going to get she's going to have to get a goal like the same in the semi-final that all the chances she got and then she got it at the end and she got the goal uh, again that uh, ball played up from defence from um, who's this, uh, up to Kerr and Rachel Down played her in again and she weaved around to the fence and hit, hit a, a shot past the goalie on on the near post so it went in and you're thinking right 2.13, 2.6 no sign of coming back who but to get to the reassurance the assurance point on Rachel Dowell again that girl is unbelievable scoring from anywhere left, right, freeze, anything people will say she missed a penalty I know she missed a penalty but that didn't make a difference in the end yeah, no, but look, it's it's no surprise, you know, you see the work that Rachel puts yeah. in, you know, you see her down James's Park, or you mm. see her out in Dixborough yeah. practicing left and right, yeah. or striking, everything. So oh, it's, it's somebody no surprise say, we have her intermediate, and we've seen it over the few weeks that we've had her. Uh, she's exceptional, that's, uh, like, look at it, that she, Harrison Hassel went back in defence, as I've said over the few weeks, of either school or county, that she Harrison Hassel's back in defence. And, like, a lot of that, say, the last, the last pint, like, it was in a ruck, no signs of the ball coming out and she kind of waited and then when it wasn't coming out she kind of put the hurl in and kicked it forward and then off her, off her left-hand side and scored a lovely pint. I'm going to reassure that it was there. Yes, yeah, so brilliant day for, for the retro. You know, t- uh, especially after overcoming the extra time in the semi-final mm-hmm. and, you know, raising her game again then for the final and congratulations to everyone involved. Yeah, it is. Like, you look at it over all the years, it has been that it was always uh, St. Rayfield's uh, Loch Ray were there with the eight, uh, the eight in a row that they did themselves that uh, they they they're actually back up now into the A's after winning um, the B the other day. So like they won their eight eight titles in a row, nineteen eighty five to nineteen ninety two, and then there were St Mary's uh, Charleville Cork have eight titles as well. And you're thinking Loretta were coming coming up, up close to them, and then kind of win the two in a row, and now going on going on top with their their ninth title, which is great to see. Like like fifteen titles. Like when Brendan Williams was interviewed the other day from the stream, and he said uh, he's there for so long, and he said when when they started. How long was it going to get him to go? And he says, when Leinster was was the first thing he thought winning, and now, like as I said, fifteen fifteen Leinsters and, and nine All Ireland titles. It's, it's great to see in Loretto. Yeah, no, brilliant. And um, after the game, we caught up with Rachel Dowell and Tara McGrath. Manny, Maddy, congratulations, Rachel Dowling. First of all, the smile on your face says it all. How do you feel? Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's hard to believe now that um, <laughs> that we've done it. It's a long, long time since we started training for this in September, so it's nice to get the win at the end of it. And you're here beside your teammate Tara McGrath. The, like I know there's a bond between the two of you, but the bond that the school has created, it, you know, it's a huge part of why you got over the line. 
Yeah, sure. There's a lot, like there's a lot of us there that have been on the same teams, um, intercounty and school. So uh, a lot of us are used to playing with each other, and mm. it does stand to us anyway. Stand to us, to say. Yeah. Now as a free taker, it always comes with a lot of pressure. Were you a little bit restless last night thinking about the match at all? I tried to forget about it. Now I was watching a few movies there last night, trying to get my mind off. But it's hard to it's hard to win when you have that extra bit of pressure. But I'm not the one winning the freeze. The girls are the ones doing the hard work. So, Tara. How do you sum up that for yourself? Oh, it was absolutely class. Like the feeling at the end is just unbelievable. <laughs> and to send the ball crash into the net on another and final day. I don't think it matters what level or what grade it is. That always means a lot. Oh yeah, it was class. Like it was Eva Sheely who sent it in. Now I was just lucky to be on the end of it. But no, it was actually it was, it was unbelievable. Like. Yeah. Were you doubting yourself at all, especially at the start of the second half as a team that you know Ursuline maybe didn't perform as well as they would have thought in the first, but they certainly came out with a statement in the second. Yeah, no. In the junior final two years ago, they came back after we were winning 13 points, so we knew that in the second half they'd be coming back guns blazing. So um, we just said to be ready for their purple patch and. Thank God we were able to do it. I think that's nine All-Ireland titles now for Loretto. Do you ever get tired of winning? No, you never get tired of winning. You get tired of losing fairly quickly. Though. <laughs> so we'll enjoy this anyway, yeah. Yeah, and look, last word then. Monday on the Granges Road, will you even make it in? Tara first. Uh, you won't see me in accounting class anyway, Monday morning. <laughs> no way. You'll be giving maths and English to Miss Monday morning. Yeah, Miss Nurses. <laughs> Put that hole. We'll say you're at the dentist. Lads, thanks very much. Well done. And that was uh, Liam Kelly O'Rourke talking to Rachel Dowell and Tara McGrath. Uh, victory then, Aoife, for Kilkenny against Clare. Um, obviously, you were up in Downey, but uh, good to get two points on the board. Was I actually got in for the second half? Uh, kind of was following this, listening, kind of following this on Twitter coming down. Uh, Liam Kelly had it there on Twitter when we were coming down watching it. Yeah, you're gonna have the scores like one nine to four points. You were thinking, yeah, this seems to be good, like. Clare had been beaten by Galway the pre- previous week. Kenny had been losing to a pint against her old, old rivals, as always, Cork, by the pint. But yeah, came out then in the second half again. Kira Ryan, who was starting as her first first senior game, um, harried and Hassel. She hadn't scored in the first first half, but got her pint in the second half at the beginning of it. Thinking then, going pints ahead, and then they got a penalty, Clare, and kind of brought it back to a five pint. Kenny then came, Eve Pendergast was brought on and you're thinking, yeah, great to see Eva, the vice-captain this year, uh, had been told that she was out for a while with a with a, a, a little niggle, but it seems that uh, physios have been working great with her to get her back in. Uh, right, and also once outstanding. Seen her earlier on listening to it as well. Um, Steffi, Steffi Fitz had, had a great game. She's going five pints, which is great to see. It's sent forward from her and Gillian um, Malone getting in as well and Katie Power getting in. So, well, scores and you're coming out that you're winning by 10 points against Clare. People might say, yeah, Clare, it was going to be, as I said, with Kenny playing off in the hurling yesterday, it was going to be one-sided. Kenny and Clare and Camogies isn't always one-sided. Uh, last few years, Clare has been a bit of a bogey team with us. Um, last few years, Clare have beaten us down in, um, like, Gold, gold, gold for pints or whatever, and Clare have beaten us two the, two out of the last three years. So it's and especially I remember one year they they Clare we Kenny had been uh, very strong contenders to beat Clare one year in in Nolan Park, and Clare came out with a win with uh, Anya Lachlan. I remember a uh, big tall uh, full forward the day and scoring two goals. So the kind of you can never write off Clare, but yeah, Kenny came out very strong and knew after um, losing out to Cork that uh, this was a good chance to get their their win, especially at home and um, good. Two pints for um, Chapter.
Yeah, and especially, you know, heading off to play uh, Galway away the next game, you know, that'll be a stern test for him as well, but it's nice now to have two points on the board. It is nice to have two points, Sherry. Like, you look at it, um, teams have, might have lost the first game, now we can lose in the first game, win in the second game. Cork were the only ones that kind of got the, the second win at the weekend over Waterford, which is the most strangest game I've seen. Won five to five points at half time and ended at one six six points at full time. Like, two points scored in 30 mi- 32 minutes. Uh wasn't a hurricane or whatever, so I don't really know. So Watford kind of got back of not being trounced like the word of the All Ireland. Uh, Watford had beaten Tip the Free this week, Tip beat Galway the week uh, the weekend gone. So uh, that kind of stands good for Kilkenny. I know it's a way we were Clatton Rye or wherever in two weeks' time, but it does stand good. Said the chap that got the win against um, Clare now and kind of kind of look at the game. The, the game between Tip and Galway was uh, streamed, so kind of chap probably has kind of get the girls to have a look at it, kind of see the, the slight weaknesses of the Galway team. Uh, a lot of the Galway team has changed. Um, see so that uh, there's new names. I know uh, Roisin Black, the captain, is full back now, so all positional changes. Yeah, but uh, stern test. But uh, I think Kenny are, are getting there. Yeah, and then the Kilkenny under 16s were out as well, Aoife? They were, yeah, starting out their um, first round of, of Leinster. Uh, kind of Spring still there as um, manager. Had spoke to him previously the last few days, and he said the under 16s are quite a strong team. Uh, they have been coming up from the under 15, which were strong last year. Looking at half time, Kilkenny 3 6, Wexford no score. You're thinking that sounds good. Uh, Wexford were being written that they, were, they had a strong under 16 team, but. You're looking at your three six and no scores half time. Like they must have hurried, hassled, not, not let anyone go near. Don't know was there a wind or whatever down in Enscorty, coming out then a full a full time three seventeen to four points. Impressive. Yeah, at at sixteen, mm. at fifteen sixteen year olds, that is a great score. Yeah, no, definitely. And the minor then this weekend versus Tipperary. Yeah, it's starting out their All Ireland uh, series sir, against Tip, which. Having won Leinster, people are going to say, yeah, you need, after last year losing out in the semi-final against Watford, you're kind of saying, yeah, they need to build on it. New manager, David, David Marr. Being a temporary man, it's going to be, uh, kind of, he probably will have the, the, the back, the, uh, the kind of uh, homework done on, on, on the tip team. You look at it as a lot of the girls probably will be playing from our slime as well. So he was there actually at the game on Saturday. I saw him there. So he was probably kind of keeping an eye on some of the girls how they played the other day as well. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Having won Leinster, I think they are a strong, t- stronger team this year, and uh, hopefully to, continue to start out good on on the, the All Ireland series. Brilliant, Aoife. Anything else for us? Uh, no, that's it. That's great. Thanks for that, Aoife. And um, after the game on Saturday, Paddy the Dub caught up with Peter Chaplier. Now I have Peter Chaplier here, the manager of the Kenny Kamogi team, the senior team. Well, very good display. Uh, after last week, I know you probably didn't get a, a bit of a result that you would have liked. Maybe a draw would have been a fair result. But you've maintained that performance today and you've run out convincing winners against Clare here today. Yeah, we bounced back really well. Um, thought in the first half especially, I thought we did an awful lot of good hurling. Um, um, we, we worked really hard in training over the last couple of weeks in terms of our distribution and making sure we're making the right decisions so uh, you know when you score 119 I think it was today we're really really happy with that yeah uh, just looking at the team itself uh, the work ethic is very strong in it the forwards are defensively minded even though an, as well as attacking and in fairness uh, they've turned over a lot of ball there and uh, got scores on it you've got a very good few long range for, uh, points there the likes of Miriam Bambrick Julianne Malone uh, Katie Nolan that must be very pleasing that you can get scores from out the field at that distance yeah absolutely 
absolutely. I mean, what you see with a lot of teams now with intercounty level Camogie, there seems to be a sweeper there. So, uh, you know, space is at a premium when you get to that 40 yard line. So, we've been working a bit with the girls in terms of long striking, and we've got some great scores today. Look, when they go over, it's brilliant. When they go wide, it's, 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 it's not so brilliant. But uh, we've got our fair share of them today, so we're thrilled with that, and we're thrilled with the work rate of, you know, when we're attacking, we're all attacking, and when we're defending, we're all defending, and that's, that's yeah. very pleasing. Yeah, very high, uh, good few turnovers there that uh, scores resulted from. Uh, very fluent in the, in the first half. Uh, Claire came out, and we're probably a little bit of a different animal in the second half and they put you under pressure but in fairness he kept the scoreboard sticking over Julianne Malone there Steffi Fitzgerald with some long range frees uh, and points as well and Asher McCarty and the subs that you introduced did make a difference yeah we kept we kept fighting to the end uh, as I said to you it was kind of um, I, I thought it was very kind of a stop starty match um, I think the free count was I think Claire got 24 frees me only got 10 um, so look I don't think we were two and a half times dirtier out there today but uh, look that's just the games you play in I suppose when you're playing at home um, it can be yeah. difficult to, to sometimes get those decisions but the work rate of the girls that started and come on was fantastic so yeah. we're delighted with them yeah looking at Claire there they did try to play uh, through through the, the up through the field there but in fairness that's where maybe the free count came because the tackling was tenacious and uh, like I said uh, Kenny maybe did give it a few frees away not like but in fairness the work rate and uh, just the, the, the turnover the balls that will be very pleasing and going forward I think Galway's the opposition next and that's another tough task ahead of you there yeah. but uh, with them two performances that you have against Cork and Clare there you will go into it in a quite uh, positive humour for you. Yeah look I mean Gal- Galway have um, had a fantastic victory last week I don't know how they've gone today now but I suppose we were away to Galway and I suppose that's going to be a challenge yourself to go up to Galway and try and put up a performance and get a result there is going to be tough um, but look this is what you want we want those kind of challenges we want to test girls in all different sorts of environments so um, Galway away in two weeks time is, is and it's nice that it's a two week break it's a chance to kind of reset um, get a bit of work into the girls and I had a program in two weeks so yeah, uh, it must be very ple- very pleasing that with uh, some of the new introductions of the of the new players onto the panel that they have made impacts and going forward that's uh, very positive that you can rely on your bench going forward yeah absolutely we have to have that and there's fierce competition in training and that's what drives everything if you're going well in training uh, you know you're going to get your opportunity to start or to come on um, and that's the way it's going to be for the year huge competition for places uh, and it's up to everybody to, to drive it on and um, we've, we've a brilliant squad of girls we've about 35 girls in training at the moment and every single one of them are, 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 are fantastic in terms of their effort and attitude so there's huge competition but that's what you want that's it TC Tars World of Gaelic Games TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back on Saturday and Sunday was a busy weekend for Kilkenny handballers and yesterday in Crow Park was a brilliant brilliant occasion where the Leinster Juvenile Finals took place across the three courts up there and uh, packed galleries and a brilliant experience for all the players involved. We just run down through the winners in the girls under 12 singles there was victory for Keir Lines from the Kells Club girls under 14 doubles then Shauna Doherty and Sophie McCabe won then there was a boy for Shauna Hayes in the Kells Club she had no competition then the girls under 15 doubles, Kate O'Brien and Maya Egan from Wine Gap won that. The girls under 16 doubles, Neve Trennan and Nora Duggan had a good victory over Wexford. Girls under 17 doubles, then Emily Tynan and Rachel Phelan won that division as well. So then in the boys under 12 doubles, there was victory for Leon Delaney and Robbie Gagan. The lads lost the first game but fought back brilliantly in the second and the third and came back with the medal and a brilliant performance by the both players and a great crowd there as well from the Old Auckland Gales Club 
And by his under 14 single senders victory for Shane Dyle, he continues to impress and he had an excellent win over his Wexford opponent and uh, he's on a roll at the moment and hopefully he can continue it on now to this weekend. Then in the boys under 14 doubles, Mashi Carr and Darren McCormick were too strong for Wexford as well. Boys under 15 singles, there was a great win for Joe Dowlin against a well-fancy Dublin opponent. Uh, Joe lost the first game. His game had been changed. It was meant to be the third or fourth game down on the card, but when he arrived, he was told he was going in as the Dublin player had a fail at competition in either hurling or football, and he was caught a bit by surprise in the first, but battled back brilliantly in the second to win. That game, very, very close, 15-12, and then in the third, showed great composure and brilliant attitude and got stuck in again and came away with the victory and uh, um, an excellent victory for Joe. Then in the boys under 15 doubles, another tie-break victory for Keane Murphy and Andrew Dillon. Once the lads got into their full flow and got in, the momentum behind them, there was no stopping them and an excellent victory for them. Then in the boys under 16 singles, there was an excellent victory for Andrew Brennan over Keane Kinsla. Andrew coming out very strong in both games, started fast and uh, left little or no opportunity for the Wexford man and uh, Andrew in fine forms serving excellently down both sides and picking his shots when he needed. Then in the boys under 16 doubles, Timmy Carr and Conor Minogue had a big battle with Wexford. They won the first convincingly but credit to the Wexford pair that fought back and then it was four all in the tiebreaker. Wexford called the time out and the lads never looked back then they went in and finished out the game 11-4 so an excellent victory for the lads there from the Kells club and then finally the last game on the day there was a great victory for Sean Morrissey and Dan McCormack and uh, it was interesting they're both Dan and the Leishman Eaton Butler are both the goalies for Dan for the Kilkenny Miners and uh, Hurling team and the Leash player Eaton Butler was was also the goalie for the Leash Miners so the lads might come up against each other again but a great partnership there John, um, Dan and Sean left and right handed partnership and it was tough for the lads the last game on the day so they had to wait the majority of the day but once they got in then they made sure and came back with the victory and the Leash player as well Jimmy White he was it would be a nephew of Kilkenny County Chairman uh, PJ Kenny so Kilkenny connection there as well but a great day's handball up there and all players will be taking part next weekend in the juvenile Ireland semi-finals against Connacht opposition and they'll be in Kilkenny venues which is great so there's 12 grades where Kilkenny players will be taking part and uh, thanks to Jerry Murphy for sending on those results and um, like I said a brilliant day up there and congratulations to all the players and hard luck to the players who didn't win through but they're all evenly fought games and keep keep training keep listening to your coaches and this time next year who to say that you won't have a gold medal instead of a silver one in your hand then in the, there's fixtures for this weekend the ladies minor doubles Casey Brennan and Holly Byrne head up to Crow Park to take on Laura Duff and uh, Cashlin Tracy in the all Ireland minor double semi-final also Ruby Masters doubles Johnny Brennan and Joe Hennessy take on Connacht opposition and in the ladies intermediate doubles Margaret Purcell and Marie Welsh the wine gap and Kells Pairn are out as well which will be also followed by the under 21 doubles where Sean Barron from wine gap and John Dotney from Galmoy will be taking on Connacht opponents as well and also in the silver masters B doubles Brendan Hosey and Daniel Love will be taking on Connacht opposition all up in Crow Park spread across Saturday and Sunday and also this Saturday the men's senior double semi-final takes place where Patrick and Peter function 
will be taking on Cork's Michael Hedigan and Daniel Relhan. It was a cracking game last year against the Cork Pairn and Peter and Patrick had a good lead in the first, but the Cork lads fought back and then the lads just struggled to get going in the early stages of the second game. But uh, they played fierce well against Wicklow and will be hoping to go one better this year and get into that All-Ireland doubles final. And uh, best of luck to all the players heading up to Crow Park this weekend and hopefully we'll be talking about some uh, victories on the show next week. Then in the county championships over the weekend, the under-10 and 11 championships took place. There was victory for Ryan Deegan from Talbot Inch in the under-10 singles, and there was victory for Johnny Delaney in the boys' under-11 singles. Johnny fresh from his victory in the coming months goal as well, where he had three victories at the All-Ireland stage of that, so he's in fine form there as well. So well done to both players there in the under 10 and under 11 and then in the girls under 10 there was a brilliant final between Alicia Farrell from Kilfane she beat Amy Dyle from Wayne Gap 15-14 15-14 so nothing between the girls and uh, excellent standard of handball at the under 10 great so well done to both girls there and uh, names definitely to keep an eye on for the future and finally then Amy Brennan from the Clock Club we had her on the show a couple of weeks ago she uh, lost out the final to Claude Monroe in the Nash, in the US Collegiate Championships over in the US and uh, she lost out 21-12 but fought back in the second just to lose out 21-16 but she can be proud of her if it was in her first year and I think it was her first time over stateside as well so she'd be delighted to get to the final obviously disappointed to lose but it'll be a brilliant experience and she's also the Irish Collegiate Champion as well so congratulations and hard luck to Amy and there's some other Irish players over there as well and we'll have the full list of results for, for you next Monday night um, Nicky you were up at Congress the weekend uh, Jarrett Burns elected president yeah a good lad I think he, he laid out a, <coughs> a heavy enough agenda for himself I suppose things like a review of Gaelic football is Jim uh, Cavan in there he's talked a lot about hurling as well I think that'll be more troublesome for him to be quite frank about it uh, I think he obviously has a big agenda to try and put some control and cost of inter-county teams it's a huge huge problem Kieran. Uh, and uh, plenty of other areas as well obviously there'll be expectations that with him Caseman Park will see the light of day I think there's a number of hurdles to be jumped there yet before that's sorted notwithstanding the government money so uh, look he has a busy schedule and some uh, some heavy lifting to do still but very briefly I went into um, one workshop on on uh, f- uh, Friday evening to do with um, the finance workshop and I suppose my coming out of it all I could think of was the, the the workload now that's landing on county officers and on club officers and the scale of it and the areas of uh, management governance control strategy all these whole areas that are very much corporate speak but they're now very necessary in the world of of, uh, of managing your finances I think it's putting enormous pressure on uh, county officers and um, you know Frank, frankly in Kilkenny where we don't have a, we don't have any full time officials bar Carolyn in the office you know it's even more so I feel for those guys what they have what the challenges they have ahead of them and uh, even at club level now the expectation of what you have to do and the whole control around it is it's going to be very challenging and I think it's it's no wonder clubs are struggling to get volunteers in some cases so big worry and then the uh, motion passed for the under 20 means that there's now a 60 hour window before and after the game so it really means that players can now play with uh, the senior teams and um, cards now carry into extra time as well so you can no longer put, go straight back to 15, 15 players if you lose somebody you have to go through the process with the cards so 
Yeah, some interesting topics there and uh, we have a text in here from Thomas fair play to Nicky for raising the issue of Crow Park abandoning the older supporters <coughs> in relation to purchasing match tickets our own county board should be showing some leadership in this regard and encourage other county boards to follow keep the pressure on I didn't actually say that yes I did I spoke on Friday night to a comment in the book from the George Johor and I made it quite clear that uh, you know older people are while plenty of them are IT literate and all of that I think what's expected of them is not fair Patrice has often said it here people will get up on a Sunday morning and say God I'd love to go to the game today oh jeez I have to get a ticket now so it's, it's, some of them are, are, are not able to handle the uh, tickets thing through the phone and all of that uh, it's not automatic that you can walk up to a centre or super value around the country they just sometimes might not be one close by you and uh, things and also when I, I mentioned the point about the GA Go which I'm very much in pro GA Go I have to say and I've done a lot of chatting with Noel Quinn who heads that up in Croke Park a great lad and uh, Grania McElwain does a great job selling it but you know when they start using terminology like you can Chromecast the game from your smart device to the television you've lost an awful lot of people there even less than older people so look we need to be more considerate and my message to Croke Park top table was when you're making decisions think of older people because one day you guys will be old as well and you'll know what I'm talking about yeah, no, exactly. And I even said that to you last week, Nicky, about I went into purchase tickets and like I'd be handy on the computer and I even found it difficult. So I can't imagine anyone that's not working with a computer on a daily basis trying to go in and buy tickets and add them to wallets and all this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, they just well, I, I don't have a problem that the GA brought in the ticketing thing. I can understand that to reduce cash and security. And all that. I have no issue with that and I'm not criticising the GA for that. But they just need to have a little bit of balance, realising that it doesn't suit everyone. And I'm only talking about the older cohort. I'm not talking about a lad of 20 or 30 ratcheting up to a gate with, a, with, a, with 20 euro oh, in his exactly, hand to get into yeah. a match. You should be told to get lost and buy his ticket. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah, 100%. Um, right, that's where we leave it for tonight. Thanks to Aoife, Nikki, and Pat for joining me in the studio. Thanks to Eamon for joining us on the phone. And most of all, thanks to you for listening at home. Stay tuned after 7 o'clock for Country Time with Martin Morris. Uh, thanks to TC Tires as well, our show sponsor. And until next Monday night, good night and God bless. And we'll talk to you then. TC Tires, World of Gaelic Games.